God promotes. Amen. God promotes. Not man. God promotes. You know, the Bible tells us to be diligent in all things. In all things. You know, whether they're in the natural or in the spirit, we are to be diligent people. Amen. You know, there's a lot of people saying, well, they're, they're uh, persecuting me on my job and because I'm a Christian and, and this, that, and the other. But I'm telling you, God covers you at all times. Amen. And so he's still looking for something extra from his people. He's expecting us to be diligent and go the extra mile. Amen. See, there are evil princes at the door, uh, as we uh, found out Nola did in Isaiah 45. Is that 45 or 54? 45 and they with iron bars and they seem to hold your your answer at bay and he'll put the lock down on your answer amen but god has the ultimate answer amen he is the ultimate answer and he has what what he has the answer for any evil prince that is trying to keep you know or king or however you want to describe that person who keeps coming against you and this it's an assignment and god has the answer amen so all we need to do is get a, a word a strategy from god those princes come down they have to come down amen amen so if you're having problems on your job you know anything like that you know impress god amen god is saying look he says, I put man as an overseer, but we have to learn. See, he trains us with mere man, how to be under authority. If you can't make it with mere man, you can't make it with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Are they unfair? Yes, many times. But God is saying in this hour, do what it takes. Amen? Do what it takes. Hallelujah. If you have to come under oppressive authority, if God is your only uh, backup, you know, none of these ideas that we have, and we all have them, well, maybe I'll do this, or maybe I'll go to HR, or whatever it is. I'm telling you, you go to God and get a strategy from him. Amen. See, we try to please and impress man too much. Amen. But we need to start pleasing God. Hallelujah. Don't let just something, one small thing stand in your way of getting your harvest. Because, you know, it's about humility. And this is why sometimes God will allow us to come under evil people. You know, I look at Joseph and what he went through in Potiphar's house. You know, even he had to struggle with his wife running after him. Amen. And he left his coat in her hands. And he, you know, he flee for, flee fornication. You do what you have to do to hang on to God. And the devil's going to fight you. Yes, he will. And you'll get other ideas. And maybe we'll turn to plan B or plan C. But I'm telling you, God has your answer. He is the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. And so these things make us. Uh, stronger these things cause us to stay with god these things cause us to seek him more amen hallelujah so let's go to proverbs 10 proverbs 10 hallelujah diligent hands maketh you rich amen see most of us we want to give god a weekend or a day and then keep he wants us a total surrender to him you know it's like you know that your he's your only answer well that that didn't go over well but you have to know that he is your only answer amen proverbs 10 verse 4 hallelujah says he who has a slack hand becomes poor but the hand of the diligent maketh you're rich. Amen. Hallelujah. And he who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Amen. Can't, you can't sleep and then jump up and do one or two things for God and get the victory. But he wants 
you to be diligent. Don't quit. And when you want to quit, don't quit. When you think about quitting, don't quit. When you say you're going to quit, don't quit. Amen? Don't quit. Because Galatians 6, 9 says you'll reap the harvest if you don't faint, if you don't give up. Don't lose hope. You have to keep all of these things, all the things that you have learned, all the things that you think you know. You go and you grab that stuff because I'm telling you, this is the year of the the prophetic people. This is the year of, of those who believe. And so if you're hanging on by a shred, it's okay. Hang on with that shred. But encourage yourself in the Lord. The secret place, amen? You've got to know God even more because some of the, I'm telling you, we're living in days where men will be more evil than we can ever imagine. And so you're going to have to have something that you can grab onto and not lose hope. And, and a lot of times you're going to lose hope. You know, you're going to feel like it, but you have to keep the faith and keep standing for what you've been taught. Amen. Verse 6 says, blessings are on the head of the righteous. Now, do you believe that? But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Violence. And the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Amen. You have to know that you know that you know. You have to not give up on God. Yeah, you're going to feel like it. But I'm telling you, if you learn to rejoice in what you, what you have with God, and don't let go and know that he is with you, this is just something where you're just going to have to believe it. This is all. The whole kingdom is set up on a belief system. Amen? And see, we want to get what God has without believing, and we like to ride on other people's faith, and that's okay for a season, but this ain't the one. (laughs) This ain't the season. Amen. God wants you to not give up on him. Amen. Don't give up on God because, you know, with the word, it's the word, and you know the word, but this is what we don't understand about the word. It must come to pass. It has to come to pass. It's not about maybe it will and maybe it won't. The word must stand. It's already, it's already been tried and proven. It has to come to pass. It must. Amen. If you're the most faithless person, but you stand on that, it must. I must see it in my season. I must see it before I'm gone. Amen. That's what I tell God. You know, I say, I know I'm getting up there. I said, but there are some things that he's promised that I have to see before I, I go to heaven. And so you have to get like that with God sometimes. And he'll let you see it. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to get your breakthrough. It's not like maybe it's going to come and if it doesn't, I'll do this. No, you have to get your breakthrough. You have to make the devil stop messing with you. Amen. Hallelujah. You must. It's, this is not something. See, because you can tell 10 years ago it wasn't as serious as it is now. Amen. It's the times. It's, it's time to take a stand for what you believe and don't back up. That's why so many preachers are preaching now to soothe people and make them think it ain't that bad. Well, it is that bad. It's worse than that. Amen. But I know God is with us, and the Bible says it's a mighty, terrible one. He is with us. You can't lose with God, amen? So we need to stop trying to impress man and impress God, because he's the one that validates us. Amen? Hallelujah. He makes it right. Mike don't make this right, but God does. Amen? You know, we put our hope and faith in people, and you have to put it in Christ. Because he's already died for everything that you want. Everything that you're praying for, he's already died for. And he says that it's your inheritance. And so you have to figure out how to get that. And and the only way you're going to get it is with boldness, with patience, diligence. Amen. And, And using your authority and all these things that's in your benefits package. And you all know what they are. And you got to reach in there and get that. Grab it and stand on the word. Don't give up. The word will never fit. The word is a strong tower. Hallelujah. The Bible says you run in and you are safe. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And so you have to trust this word. You have to know that it's going to come to pass. And you have to talk to yourself sometimes. Amen. I've done it many times. And tell yourself to be quiet. Tell yourself that it will come to pass. Tell yourself that you want what God has for you. See, what we do is we turn cold towards the promise because we think it ain't coming. Amen. Our hearts turn cold. But you, you make your heart, you know, you get it. You meditate on the word, Proverbs 4.22, 20 to 22. Meditate on the word. Amen. Keep, keep your eyes. Keep it before your eyes. Not, not let it depart from your mouth. Keep it in the midst of your heart because it's life. Amen. This word is life. And it's kept me all these years. Amen. Hallelujah. And it'll keep anybody. If it can keep me, it keep anybody. Amen. And I love uh, serving God with ease. It's effortless. Now this religion will stifle you. Got to do. You ain't got to do nothing but stay with God. Stay with Him and stay close to Him. If you stay close to Him, you won't do wrong things. Amen. And it ain't about going to church. It's about being in his presence and knowing in whom you're you're trusting knowing in whom you're believing and stop believing what man tell us and and believe what god is doing what god is saying you know value his opinion value his word because if he's if you if it's something you want and he don't want you to have it he'll let you know but you know what we do we try to get what he's not promised and we push aside what he has promised because we think we can't have it or because we don't know how to get it. But if you get in his presence and stay with him, love him, you know, let him love you. You can't love somebody you don't feel his love. Amen. Allow him because he loves us. Let him love you. Let him love you and you'll love him back. Amen. His plan and his purpose it's what we need to desire. But see, we desire other things because we think God's plan and purpose is not going to make us happy. Well, it's going to make you happy because he knows you. He knows what you need. He knows what you really want. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to not be slack and, and get away from idle things. Amen. And start to trust in the one that knows us. Diligent hands make you rich. Stay busy doing something for God. Stay busy loving him. Stay in his presence. Amen. Well, you know, I want to have some fun. Well, it ought to be fun. It's fun to me. Amen. That's how you have the real fun. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over real well. (laughs) I feel y'all back there, them young people. But you love God and you love having fun in him. Amen. In his presence is fullness of joy. Amen. So we just need to stay with God. Stay with God until you get that answer that gives you your breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Colossians 3. We're talking about how diligence brings promotion because it does. God promotes. And he sees your efforts. You know, the devil will sit up and tell you, you haven't done nothing for God. He'll sit up and tell you all the wrong things, and, and it sounds good, and we fall for it. Amen? But you know what we need to do? We need to start telling the God, oh, no, that, telling the devil, that's not true. You know, because I've done this for God, and I, I've done that for God. And all those things that I didn't do for God, I repented when I messed up. I've repented and he loves me. We need to start talking back to the devil. Amen. Because he's going to keep telling you all. He's not going to stop. He's an adversary that does not quit. But you have to make him quit with your faith. The best way to stop the devil is with your faith and with your mouth. Amen. Declaring and mean it when you declare. Amen. With your decree. Use your authority. This is how you exercise authority and come against the devil with what you know and what you do. And so we have to let the devil know that we're not taking his mess any, anymore. Amen. 
Colossians 3.22. I need to find it. And in Colossians 3.22, it says bond servants. Amen. Or servants of God. Well, that too. But we're God's slaves. It says... Obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. And that means your fle- your fleshly boss, you can't get around not obeying them because you know why God ain't going to let you. Well, they mean and they did this and he already sees all of that. But see, it's something on the inside of you that he's after. Amen. And so, and it's mostly if you just humble yourself towards a, a, a mean boss, that will work. Amen. So I don't know who I'm talking to, and I don't care. Bond servants, here's the word. Obeying all things your masters, according to the flesh. Not with eye service. See, I know, I know how, it, how it works. You know, saying nice things. And I'm going to tell you something. Bosses hate that. You know, they hate that chumming up to them. They don't like They see right through it. They see right through it. So that's eye service, saying the right thing all the time. It says, as men pleasers, because this is what, and guess what? God is a jealous God. That's why he won't let that stuff work. Amen. It says, but in sincerity of heart. So all God is looking for is to get your heart right, show you what's there so you'll repent and ask him to get rid of that stuff. Don't be a man pleaser. Don't be an eye servant. Don't act act nice while your boss is around. You know, bearing gifts and all. Save your money. It ain't going to work. Amen. Be sincere. It says, but in sincerity of heart, be sincere. Hallelujah. It says, fearing God. If you have the fear of God, now, a lot of Christians, we know, well, I'm, I'm under God's authority, not man. He put man, if you are under God's authority, you won't have a problem with man. You just won't. That didn't go over well either, but it's the truth. You won't have a problem with man if you are under the authority of God because God the Bible says that God will make his, your enemies you know at peace with you he'll bring them at peace he'll get rid of them we ain't got so rid of so many bosses haven't we they're not hard to get rid of but you can't get rid of them with natural weapons and natural means it's a God thing it's up to God to send them out of there because he put them in there. Amen. And so what we need to do is learn how to be under authority as unto God. Do things as unto the Lord. And you don't have to man please. You don't have to be an eye servant. You know, when the boss leaves, everybody's partying and doing, you know, that's not godly. That's not the Christian way. Amen. But what you do is have a sincere heart. And if it's not sincere, you repent and ask God to help you get your heart right. And he will. Amen. Amen. And verse 23 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily from the soul, from your being. When you do it, mean it. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. You know when you're trying to get people to like you, that you do it as unto God. You do whatever God has told If God tells you to bless that person, you do it, right? I remember when, you know, we sell baskets and we do all these things and we start putting a scripture on there. I don't know if you put them on there, Pastor Barr, remember? some scripture it was some baskets that we made i can't remember but anyway uh sheree bought one for her boss and she didn't want to but she did it anyway and the boss sat there and picked that scripture pick 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 and she pulled it and she said there now it's better but she did it anyway amen hallelujah you don't remember that one yeah yeah, she threw the word part away. But what happened to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you were trained better than anybody there. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen a lot come and go, but under that mean lady, 
you know. And we didn't know until recently she was ACDC. She raised no way. <laughs> Amen. So that was the devil that we were fighting against. Mm-hmm. But she put something in you, didn't she, that man can't take away. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, God has you under. He knows these people are mean. He, he knows more about them than you do. But what you need to do is suck it up. And do it as unto God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's something in this for you. Because when they were trying to get rid of, well, I'm just going to tell them, Mr. Ray. She don't care. She done told everybody anyway. She had so many uh, tardies. What? Okay, I wasn't going to go there. But I was just going to deal with the tardyism, you know. But she had so many that it was enough to be fired. And she didn't know it. And so she got pulled into the office. She said, oh, I didn't know. And so, um, you know, God always came to her rescue, and they were erased because she stays with, you know, obeying God. Amen. You got to do that. Amen. And she's still there, and everybody else has moved on. Amen. Hallelujah. And then they will give this to Sheree because Sheree can do this. She can, because she was, she was trained by the evil prince. <laughs> But you learn everything she knew. See, she was put, putting it into you, not knowing, coming against you because of that God thing. But God wouldn't let you out of that. And you stayed. And every time Sheree would see another job calling me, what she, I say, no, that ain't your job. <laughs> now, you, why don't you pray about it? That's my opinion. And you stayed, and it, you see benefits from it. Amen. Yeah, and she had people praying for her. That see, and so you you're put where you are strategically by God, and He's not going to explain some of these things to you. You just gonna have to trust Him. Amen. Her family's been praying for her for many years, and so you can't look at how things look on the, in the natural and try to figure out your life because you can't. Amen. It won't work. You just got to trust. At some point in your life, you're going to have to trust God. Trust him with your very being because really that's all we have. We don't have anything else. I think we've tried it all. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So verse 24 says, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. Amen. So you don't want to get on that side of God. You want to just keep doing what he's called you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So you need to, whatever your task is, whatever God has told you to do, do it. Do it from the soul. Do it from your heart. Amen. And yet it's going to get hard. The devil's going to try to make it harder for you. But, you know, you have God. You know, his grace is sufficient for us. Amen. And this is what he told Paul. He told Paul, look, that thorn in your flesh, I'm allowing it to stay there. You know, he thought it was from the devil. It could have been. Amen. But it's there to help you get your heart right, get your actions right. Amen. But trust me, if God's allowing it, it's going to bless you. In the outcome, he'll work it together. And people like saying that, but they really don't want what's in that. Amen. Work it for my good and fun. <laughs> and y'all know you feel the same way. But God promotes those who have been brought low. Sometimes you have to be brought low before you're promoted. Amen. It's just that way. This is God's way. And, you know, all of the hookups by man, all that stuff is great. You know, we love it. But I'm telling you that God will find his way in that situation. Amen. And you'll be right back looking at God again. What do you want me to do? You know, and you still have to humble yourself. But God will promote you. He promotes those who have been brought lowly. And he, then he'll lift you up. Amen. That's what he wants to do. He wants to lift you up. He wants to validate you. 
He wants to bring the right situation, the right circumstance your way so that he can show you how much he loves you and show you that he's a great big God. He's not scared of your boss. He ain't scared of the, you know, all of this stuff that's going on. God's not afraid of it, but he wants us to be bold as lions. Amen. Let's talk a little bit about Joseph. Joseph was brought low. You know, he was in prison. He you know, first start telling his, see, watch what you tell people. He started telling his dreams to his brothers, and they were jealous. He was his father's favorite, and he started telling his dreams. And, you know, he didn't know. He was, what, 16, 17, and his brothers were older and a little more nastier, a little wiser, and they didn't like what they heard, so they uh, devised a plot to sell him on the auction block as a slave, threw him in a hole. I mean, he's, he went from the pit to the palace. It's funny how you can say that Joseph, the Bible says he was blessed, but yet he was a servant and a slave, but he was blessed. See, you can be in a bad environment and still be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. I bind you, devil. I step on your head. <laughs> I remember back in the day I used to bind everything that moved. You remember those days and it didn't move. Amen. You know, you just do what you know to do. But I'm telling you, the more you get to know God, see, it's about having a relationship with him. You know, and that don't mean you're super spiritual just because he wants relationship with every person in prison, all of the, every sinner on the street, every drug devil on the, on the corners. He wants relationship with them too. Y'all hearing me? Amen. But he showed him favor in Potiphar's house. Amen. And, and he made sure that Potiphar recognized his ability. Amen. He made sure that Potiphar recognized his integrity and his honesty. So Joseph was promoted. You can be promoted in evil days. You can be promoted in a bad situation, you know. All you got to do is cling to God. Hallelujah. And that's why it says servants obey who has rule over you. Amen. And all God wants is a sincere expression of your love for him. But you can do this. Amen. But it's a devotion to God, not to man. You know, well, you know, me and my boss, we tight. It's cool if you ain't tight with him because God will show him. You know, you just hang in there. And if you get something better comes along, God wants you out of there. He'll open another door. That's fine, you know. But don't run from the evil prince. Amen. See what your God is going to do. Amen. The Bible says with verse, in verse 24, we read it, it says, Knowing with all certainty, this is in another translation, it's to amplify it, that it is from the Lord that we shall receive our inheritance. Amen. Which is your real reward. So in other words, all God is trying to do is get your inheritance to you. He's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you by bringing you under his authority, using man sometimes, but bringing you under his authority so that he can bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said, be diligent and be faithful. So that the presence of God may stay with you and you'll be promoted. And this is what Paul did. He lived his life. He was put in jail so many times. Why? For, because he preached the gospel. And he believed in what he was saying. He believed that he, you know, was called by God to give a message. And he was thrown in prison, thrown in jail, thrown in the bowels of the prison. But... God always came through because he knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. He knew how to worship God and find him no matter where he was. Now, I'm telling you, this stuff works. You know, Paul is just not a, 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 a story that we read, but he was a real person. Amen. God allowed him to keep the thorn in his side because he wanted him to always remember that he needed. You need 
a savior. You need God in your life. Because when everything is going good, what do you need God for, right? Amen. So if you stay with God, stay in his presence, you'll be promoted. God promotes. Amen. See, those I've seen people get promotions and the people didn't even like them that gave the promotions. Didn't want them to have it. But you can't stop. When, when God gives, puts a, a person in your mind, those, he will, he'll won't let supervisors get any sleep until you get blessed. Amen. They'll, they'll be giving you a lifeline. Here's another lifeline. But I don't want you to have it, but here's the lifeline. And they'll give it to you because God won't let them rest until they do that. Amen. Because they have to obey God. They're not, man is not over God. God's over man. Amen. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 3. Man doesn't have the last word. But you've got to please God. You can't uh, try to please man and then expect God to respond because he's a jealous God. Give him that affection and that attention. Amen. And as long as God is with you, it doesn't matter what the job is doing what they're saying what your boss is thinking it doesn't matter you stay on god's mind and keep him on yours amen (laughs) he'll exalt you in due season see a lot of times we want it you know prematurely and you ain't ripe and ready yet but we always think we are and that's a could be a good thing but we need to to make sure that when those doors open, they're the doors that God has opened. That's why I always ask the Lord, I said, close doors you don't want me to go through. You know, if you don't want me to go through them. And then when he, the doors start opening and they were opening, I was mature enough to say no and to recognize if that was God or not. Because he trained me how to know that when it was him. And when, but there was a time when I didn't. And I would just say, God, close doors that you don't want me to go through and open the doors that you want me to go through. Because I didn't want to make a move and if, it, if it were not God. And so you have to give him that leeway in your life. Amen. But I know, I know it's not modern, but it's something that we need to do. Amen. Because promotion comes from God. It does not come from people around you. Being popular ain't cool no more. That's what I'm saying. Amen? It's just a, a filling a void, a God void. Second Thessalonians, did I say? Uh, three. Let's go to verse 8. Well, let's go to 7. It says, For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. And this is the... The disciples were saying this to the people. It's like, come on, let's get a life, you know. You know, you have to straddle, not straddle the fence, I should say, but you have to get with God, see what he has at that time. And it says they were letting the people know of Thessalonians, no, look, we've been right kind of um, authority figures, examples for you. So it's time for you to show God what you're made of. Verse 8 says, nor did we eat anyone. This is Paul saying, look, nor did we eat anyone's bread free. In other words, we didn't take advantage of you people. We appreciated your lodging, your blessing, what you did for us. We appreciated everything you did for us. We paid when we were able to give offering. We did that. Amen. So this is what he's saying to the church. Not because I'll, I'll do eight again. It says, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might be, not be a burden to any one of you. Not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. And for even when we were with you, we, we commanded you this, that if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. In other words, he, they didn't expect because they were men of God to get something for free. Hit pastor, hit pastor, you know. Although if, they, if you reap their, con, their uh, spiritual fruit, they can, they're entitled to reap your carnal fruit. Amen. But he, Paul is saying, look, we didn't take advantage of anybody. Amen. 
It says, we worked, we toiled with our hands, and now you do the same. If you want to be promoted, God promoted us, and if you want promotion, you do the same thing. In other words, don't try to get out the easy way. Amen. He says, we, we've not stolen your bread. We didn't take from you unnecessarily without paying for it. But we worked day and night. And we didn't impose upon you. Amen. So it wasn't because we didn't have the right to get that support. He's just saying we tried to make examples. And that's what I know I've tried to do all the time. Amen. For everyone, I, I always try to be a right kind of example to everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says if you don't work, you don't eat. You know. Hallelujah. The more menial job, the more the job is, I, I don't know how to put this. The more menial the job, the bigger, I believe, the promotion. Amen? So you can't go by what you, what you doing. This job is not good enough for me. God gives the increase. Amen? And he will give you the anointing to perform that menial job that's so hard. You know, he'll give you that. You know how some people want the best job. You might not get that. That may not be God's way for you. Not because he doesn't love you. You know, there's a scripture in, I think it's uh, Proverbs or Psalms. And it, it says, my foot almost slipped. Is that in Isaiah? Psalm 73. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Don't let your foot slip. That's what messed most Christians up. They'll look at a carnal people and they'll judge and say, well, they have more than me and, they, and I'm serving God and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I See, and that's what that scripture is saying. Don't let your foot slip. Amen. So you got to watch your view. The view. <laughs> I think we call that the view. Watch what you're looking at. Amen. Because this is why the devil prospers carnal people he pro- yeah he he blesses them and he prospers see the thing about that he takes away look at these rappers with all these chains around there. they don't keep none of that stuff so you got to be smart in what you're seeing and and we need to quit being carnal and desiring the things that they desire that the world desires god says don't do that amen i want what god has for me because he gives you the best gifts amen he gives you the gifts that the devil can't take away. Amen. That's why I want what God has for me. And I'm not trying to get it too soon. I just want my needs to be met. And so the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6. And it's in righteousness. If you seek righteousness, you receive whatever. Your, your needs are going to get met because God knows you have them. Ask what you, what you want. You know, we say don't call the cat if you want the dog. Let him know what you want and expect him. He'll bring it. He does that with anybody. But I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life, and it includes all the good things. But you have to get it through him. You can't get it through carnal means because it'll be taken away. I don't care how much you get, you ain't keeping it. You won't keep it because the devil is a loan shark. And he, just, he don't give you nothing for keeps. And the price is high. That's why he's a shark. And so his price is too high for a believer to pay. But God, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He owns everything. He, the, you know, the gold is his, the, the, everything, cattle on a thousand hills. He knows where all the diamonds are under the earth. He knows where this stuff is. Do you really think he's going to give it to the world? I don't think so. But he'll give it to any man that's bold enough. And believe him enough to ask him. You know, witty inventions, um, you know, companies. And he wants to make us rich. He wants to prosper us. This is what he does. And he does it all the time. You know, you, I looked at, uh, was looking at the 700 Club the other day. And this woman and her husband, they were bankrupt. And they were nice Christians, you know. But, you know, she started to really pray and seek God for what she wanted. And she, 
something said give and they didn't, of course they didn't have it but she gave anyway not worrying about how she was going to buy food and god just blessed their socks off he has his own business and they went from bankruptcy to i mean and it didn't happen over a course of years this happened in course of a couple months and see it's because god he wants to do all of us like this we start to weigh the options or we can't wait we want to gotta have it now you don't gotta have nothing now amen all you need is god you need a word from him you know, all those promises are yes and amen. And he wants to give us everything. Well, why don't he? Because you've got to get your thinking straight. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is to learn is patience. God wants to put patience. You know, the Bible says you have need of patience. Because, you know, these tribulations and these, all these things that we go through there, yet but for a moment. Don't, don't stone me. Yet but for a moment. Amen. But we make them a lifetime because we never let go of what we've been through and what we're going through. God knows that. But you got to seek him. Seek him early. Seek him late. Seek him all the time. you got to get a word from him so that you can sustain, so that you'll be long, you know, that longevity that Christians need because Christians are falling away left and right. Amen. It's just so sad to see Christians, how they compromise. It's just, it's just bad. It's really, really bad. But you know what? Those that are with us are more. There's people out there that are believing the right way, that they're loving God, that are doing his word, doing his will. Pastor Barr was talking about the hands. When she went to Pennsylvania, they just wanted to get anointed so that they could lay hands on somebody that they knew sick. They just wanted a touch. We had a healing school last week, and most of the people that came up there wanted to know, how do I get my husband healed or my children healed? Or, You know, they want, they want the anointing, you know, but, you know, there's a price that you've got to pay for that. And I think they know this, and they're willing to do it. People are willing to pay the price for what they want from God because they know they have to. And the price is not hefty. All God wants is, is a little bit of our time and to know that we're with him, that we won't shortchange him and cash him in. Amen? When we ain't bored no more. Hallelujah. But he has to be our God, and we're his people. You know, because the, the world will do you like, uh, what's the one uh, that went to Nineveh? Nineveh didn't want to go. Joe, you'll be throw, they'll throw you back. Amen. The world, in other words, the world don't want us. So quit trying to fit in, you know. Get in where you can fit in in the kingdom, because that's where God wants us. Amen. Let's turn to Proverbs 13. Hallelujah. I'm hoping this is a scripture that I want. You know, there's a, a doing of the word that we have to do. God wants us to complete the doing of it. Amen. Or there's a corresponding action to our faith that we have to perform. <coughs> and God wants us to do that. Only we can do that. So in Proverbs 13, verse 4, it says, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of a diligent, of the diligent shall be made rich. It's what's in your heart. Amen. It's what you desire. You know, we need to quit seeking God for things and seek him for the spiritual gifts. Amen. Seek, seek salvations. God, I want my family saved. I want my husband saved. I want reconciliation. You know, I don't want to throw people away like they're garbage. You know, seek the spiritual things. You know, seek those things that God put on your heart. Amen. Verse 5 says, a righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man, is <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. The righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Amen. 
you know you can get so far in it to the world just don't want you and that's what happened to uh, jonah and he couldn't even get swallowed up by a whale well didn't want him he puked him thank you he puked him up open Thank you. He's so nice. All right. Thank you. Make sure he didn't put nothing in it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. In other words, you got to do stuff from the heart. Amen. You can't do just enough to get what you want. Amen. Don't stone me. Hallelujah. You got to keep doing it. You got to be diligent. That's why diligence is what you you aim for. You know, you it's like Joyce Meyer said, you got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. You got to keep doing it. You have to set a pattern. Amen. And live by that year after year because you don't know when God is going to. And I'm not saying it's going to take a year. I'm just saying you got to do whatever God has told you to do and be willing to pay the price. Hallelujah. Let's back up to Proverbs 12. I thought I saw 1224. And it says, the hand of the diligent will rule. In other words, you'll govern others. When you're diligent, you will be a, a a boss, a supervisor, or a manager. You know, but that's that's given to diligent people. They worked hard for that. Well, they they just friends with so and so. See, the devil will tell you anything, so you won't do what you're supposed to do. They didn't get that, honey. They they worked hard for that. And if they got in there because of a friend, God, they got to get them out of there. He doesn't like evil people having authority and rule over his people. But if you, you do what you're supposed to do and make a good impression on, on God, he'll put them out and put you in there. Amen. It's like he'd look around and say, well, who can take their place? I don't see anybody. Amen. Will he see you? Hallelujah. God wants to promote all of his people. He wants to do that because that's the kind of God we serve. Uh, did I do 24? The dil- okay, the hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. You know, sweating, toiling, putting more, you know, having to deal with so much more. You know, getting your body broken down. You know, you can work a job like that. And be under the influence of God and not be tired. In other words, see, God's power and his anointing goes with you whatever circumstance, whatever job you're in. It just does. He's the one that makes it easy and light. Amen? Because his, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And that means that you keep his anointing and his power. You work under that authority. You can do any job as as long as he tells you to stay in there. Amen. And don't be lazy. Verse 27, the lazy man does not roast what he took in honey. (laughs) In other words, he can't enjoy anything. It says, but diligence is man's precious possession. Hallelujah. I, I skipped 25. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a, a good word makes it glad. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Can't hang out with anybody. Now let's go down to 28. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no, no death. <coughs> Amen. And don't hate instructions. 13.1, a wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer, a scoffer, however you pronounce it, does not listen to rebuke. In other words, stubbornness. Somebody that don't want to listen because they're determined to make their way work. It ain't going to work. Amen. And God has all the time in the world. He hates for us to waste our time. 
But if you got the time, he has it too. Amen. You cannot make your way work if your way is the wrong way. You have to submit to God. You have to give in. It's not a weakness to give in to God. It's like the light bulb came on. Amen. That light bulb came on and you said, I'm going to do this God's way. And when you do it God's way, I'm telling you, it gets better and better every day. Every day with God is brighter and brighter. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to be out in the world with that kind of people. Because they'll break you. If you don't have God's anointing on you, if God didn't put you there, you'll get broken by the world. Amen. So I just want to go to Genesis 31. We would take talk just a couple minutes about, <clears throat> about Joseph and, and what he went through, and, and they would draw this to a conclusion. Amen. I'm still yet at yesterday in Detroit, so that's why I'm, I'm not all over the place today. Hey, I'm basking in what I got yesterday. <laughs> and I have a certain calmness about me. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm sorry, did I? Genesis 39. I went to 29. Just push your button another way. 39, verse 1. Talking about jo- Joseph being enslaved in Egypt. This is now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard in Egypt, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph. Now he was on the auction block in Egypt. And it's strange. It says, and the Lord was with him. See, it doesn't matter what mean boss you're under. It doesn't matter what bad situation you're in you can have god as long as god is with you as long as god has you there he's gonna get you out amen it'll work together i don't like using that term because sometimes when people go through things because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing god will work it together for the good well maybe you shouldn't have been there so i don't have my faith in that too much but if god allowed you to get there He has a way for you to get out. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph in verse 2. And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And so a lot of people would look at his situation and say, well, how was he a prosperous man? How was he blessed? And he was a slave. A slave, successful, makes no sense. Amen. That's why you can't go by how things look. can't go by how you feel. I'm sure he didn't feel like a success. (laughs) He felt like a slave. He felt like what he was. But he was blessed. He had God with him. Amen. He had a prosperous soul. You know, when you have a prosperous soul, good is going to come to you no matter where you are, no matter what, what job you're doing. When God is with you, he'll make something good happen. He turned the hearts. The heart of the king is in the hand of God. Amen. And and his heart, he'll turn that heart however he wants it to turn. See, the the king's going to do what God told him to do. Well, he might not listen to God. There's no such thing. Because God put him in that position. He'd take him out too. But the heart of the king is in the hand of God. And he'll go whichever way God tells him to go. Amen. So let's, let's just kill that fear devil right now. He had a prosperous soul. It's what's on the inside of you. It's not about what you're going through or how you view. It doesn't matter how we view. Watch the view. Watch what you watch. Watch your view. Quit looking at those sinners because they're not going to keep what they have. As long as you have God... And you're in a, even if you're in a bad place, it won't, he'll get you out of that place. Amen. Verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So you can prosper in a bad place. Amen. You can prosper in a bad job. You can prosper in a bad marriage. You turn it over to God. Amen. He changes the heart of the king. 
Amen. Quit giving these people so much power. It's all in your mind. I'm telling you. A prosperous soul is a slave. Yes, he had a prosperous soul. Can't nobody keep your soul from prospering but you. Amen. Verse 4, so Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. And then he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So Joseph gained authority over everything in Potiphar's house. Why? Because he had a prosperous soul. Do you have a prosperous soul? In other words, the devil can't break you. Amen? You don't bow to him. You stay in communication with God. God is your source. He is your, your strong tower. In him you will trust. Amen? A prosperous soul. And so you don't get weak in doing well, but you continue to do it and keep doing it and doing it. You keep doing it and be diligent. And when you don't break because you cannot be broken, God will come in and you'll own the place. You'll run this place, I'm telling you. A prosperous soul. Amen. And everything was under his authority. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, so... It was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Hey, if you are in a place, that place is going to be blessed because you are there. Amen. If you're the only one there, that place is open because you are there. Amen. I've seen it happen. Well, they're going to close. They're going to close. Yeah, not while I'm here. As long as I'm here, it'll stay open. God will keep it open for me. Yeah, he'll do that. I've seen him do it. As long as I'm here, it's cool. Well, this neighborhood getting bad. It ain't going to get bad while I'm here. When I leave, it may fall apart, but not yet. Amen. God does this stuff for his people. He'll do it. See, he goes to the length to do things to show us that he is with us because he loves us that much verse 5 says and so it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the lord blessed the egyptians house for joseph's sake and the blessing of the lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field see the field was his the house was his everything God put it under his authority, right under Potiphar's. No, and Potiphar liked it. Amen. Hallelujah. He made this okay with Potiphar. In fact, you know, he, the heart of the king is in the hand of God. And Potiphar made him because he interpreted some dreams for him, however it went. Hallelujah. Verse 7, here comes the devil again. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife came along, cast longing eyes on Joseph. Now, most men would get in pride and, and think, oh, she, she want me. You know how, how I ain't even going to go there. It's, it's only three of y'all here. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> hey, I, I, I've already chased all the men out of here. I'm going to try to hold on to the few I have. Amen. I'm not going to chase any more men out here. They thought, oh, I got to work. Everybody was working. I got to work. Amen. Something's going to be nice. Amen. See, they real quiet. (laughs) And it came to pass, the master's wife casting her eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. See, that's mind games of Satan. You got to watch your focus, what you focused on. Amen. Because all this, all the devil does, try to get you uh, divided, divided attention or divided focus. And this is what he does. And see, he know what will usually work with the men's is. Solomon say, it would be nice. Verse 8. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in this house. And he has committed all that he has in my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. In other words, you know, that's one of the commandments. 
you know, your, your, your neighbor's wife, that thing. Amen. Because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, he didn't say against Potiphar. He said against God. Amen. See, but it's carnal us. Well, ain't nobody watching. I can set it up. You know, he can do the David thing, but he didn't do that. Amen. He didn't want to sin against God. Verse 10. So it was as he spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men were of the house. Uh, wait a minute. And none of the men of the house was inside. See, she, she was calculating that she caught him by his garment saying lie with me but he left the garment in her hand and fled and ran outside you know the the word of god says flee fornication remember that in other words save yourself amen because it comes back to haunt you 13 and so it was that she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying see he has brought in to us a hebrew <clears throat> to mock us and he came in to me to lie with me and i cried out with a loud voice <laughs> and it happened and when he heard that i lifted my voice he cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside 16 it says so she kept his garment with her until his master came home and then she spoke with him in words like these saying the hebrew servant who you brought to us came in to me to mock me <laughs> y'all know how <laughs> you know how she, <laughs> you know how you know how we do mm-hmm. verse 19 so it was when his master heard the words which came from that Jezebel, I mean from his wife, <laughs> saying, saying, your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. And then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. See, back in jail again. A place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. See, if you take God wherever you are, it don't matter where you go. It don't matter the circumstance. It don't matter what, you, what kind of trouble you get in. When you take God with you, the anointing is there to break the yoke of bondage. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to start trusting God. Amen. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. There he is, boss again. See, don't tell me humility works. It says, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. And the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. In other words, he didn't have the boss spying on him. He trusted him because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Look, it doesn't matter how bad your situation is. As long as the anointing of God is on you, it won't last forever. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says in verse 40, it says in it, I mean, chapter 40 of verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. Verse 3, so he put them in custody of the house of the captain of the guards in the prison where Joseph was confined. Hmm, funny that happened. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them so they were in custody for a while. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, had a dream. Both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with each with its own interpretation now god caused them to dream so that pharaoh can call can well anyway verse seven and he asked pharaoh's officers who with who with him 
in the custody of his Lord's house saying, why do you look so sadly? And then, of course, he, he wanted somebody to interpret the dream. Let's drop down to verse 12. And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now, within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner where you were uh, when you were his butler. And you know the end of the story. Hallelujah. Verse 18, let's go there. So Joseph answered, and said, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off, your, <laughs> lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree. And the birds will come and eat your flesh. And, of course, we know that his, his, you know, he was uh, loved by, the, by Pharaoh because his interpretation was correct. Look, when you got the, the anointing of God on you, man can't do nothing to you. Don't. <clears throat> Let me tell you what we do. And this is what I guess God wants you to know today. Don't be so quick to try to wiggle out of where God has you. Amen. Because he is with you. And if, if <clears throat> his anointing is on you, in other words, if your heart is with God, you have a prosperous soul, it'll work out to your advantage, and quickly you will see a change. Amen? Don't worry about where God has you, because I know some people are feeling like they just can't take another day of where they are. But I'm telling you, God wants you to know this day that he is with you. His presence is with you. And this thing, if you ride it out, like champions do, don't quit. And, and you see the finish line. And make the finish line. Amen. See, it's so simple, it don't, don't make sense. Amen. Hallelujah. God is with you. And so there's things happening in the atmosphere, changes in the in the, the spirit realm that we can't see, but we know by, uh, by the anointing and by the times and the shifting of the guards and things like this, that your time is now, that this is your harvest time. So reach the finish line. You may feel like you can't run, but if you can see it, it's yours. Can you see the finish line? Amen. It doesn't matter where God has you. It doesn't matter who you work for, whose authority you are under. It doesn't matter. God is with you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this could be a, a, a rough marriage or, you know, a, a job, whoever. I keep referring to job because this is where Joseph was. But I'm telling you, God will change the situation if you just... See the finish line. Do you see yourself in a good place? How do you view? What view are you looking at? Watch the view. Watch where you're watching. Amen? Get in the presence of God and get a word so you can make the finish line. Amen? Because God is not done with this situation yet. He is not done with you. He is just beginning. He's using you greater than you know. Amen? So I just want everybody to get in the presence of God and find an answer. Find an answer. Because there is an answer. He has an answer. All you need is one word from God. A word will change your life. Amen. And God is not withholding. But sometimes he'll put you under people, who mean kings, where the iron, iron gates, and you feel like they won't open. But God will crash that thing down for you. And the time is now. No more giving the devil. No more time. Call time on the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. If there is anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Amen. Hallelujah.